welcome back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I am Curtis the Fourth. All right. So we are going to wrap up the first round of our March Madness inspired uh, best sports movie bracket here. Um, and we got the West Division here. Uh, we've already run through the last three episodes have been about uh the the other divisions and so if you don't see one of your one of your team or one of your movies here definitely go check out the other three um also you can see the full bracket on uh twitter it's at the underscore square podcast go check it out there um and yeah well, let's just dive right in let's start by kind of introducing the, the the bracket itself so at the one seed we have the original rocky um at the two seed we have moneyball three seed is going to be uh white men can't jump uh four is varsity blues five is going to be heaven is a playground six is above the rim seven is warrior and then eight is bad news bears um so that will round out the last eight uh movies here uh, most of these uh, were picked by you, uh, but also do keep in mind seating is not picked by either one of us here. Uh, that is, again, done by box office uh, numbers and whatnot. So uh, as non-biased as we can possibly make it, as you see, that 2-7 matchup is a heartbreaker for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll go ahead, just dive right in. Let's uh, kick things off with Rocky versus the Bad News Bears. I'm going to start with the Bad News Bears. Um, <clears throat> this is the original not that 2005 crap. No, not the <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. We're, we're talking about, you know, the uh, 1976 bad news. Yeah. The original. Um, uh, but, you know, Little League Baseball. <laughs> we had it all. Um, so Little League Baseball, um, you know, just a ragtag group of band of misfits of <laughs> majority of the team can't play the two or three yeah. of them can but just 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 dysfunction from you know from top to bottom right you know it just i don't want to say rags to riches but it, it, it's just one of those type of movies you know it just this is where you get your you know the 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 um you give the um the narrative that you get like from the your major leagues you know it's just complete this chaotic situation that finds a way to galvanize and come together at some point and make a run for it. And that, and we're seeing it at, at the, at the cat, at the kid level. It's a family movie, you know, it's um very interesting plot, you know, with a, you know, alcoholic, <laughs> you know, coach, you know, recovering alcohol. No, he didn't want to recover alcohol. He was an alcoholic, you know, he's just, um, but it was about, could he stay sober enough to, coach the children he's like yeah you, you can see the differences between the 70s and today's standards <laughs> i don't think this, maybe this movie wouldn't hold up this this movie <laughs> wouldn't have couldn't exist which is i think why they try to spin they spent it a bit with the billy bob thorn yeah one, you know and it was more to his lewd behavior it's just kind of like no one would question it as opposed to you know mr buttermaker was like just a he was like i mean he literally was like a drunk you know and and it was really like, okay, they talked to him one minute, he's not sober, the next minute he is. You know, <laughs> it was really like a, a, a thing. It, but it but it wasn't the cal the, the you know, it didn't it didn't drive the movie either. It, it was really about these kids. And then they got the um the the, the female pitcher and you know, and well, she was a pitcher, right? If I remember that correctly, the girl. Yes, I didn't yeah. really yeah. She became the pitcher and uh, of course they had the little bad boy, um um, kid that you know sat on his bike and it was hitting home runs yeah. from his little you know his little mini his little moped bike whatever. Yeah. <laughs> from what I remember to this movie, I think I've seen it all in this entirety one time in my entire life. But it's one of those things that you see all the time throughout on TV at some point. You just yeah, they're showing it, and they had and it and it had a franchise. They had three movies when the, before they did the remake in two thousand in the two thousands. But yeah. Um, so it, it had a chain of movies, you know, so, it, you know, it's it was a, to some degree, it was a very successful franchise for its time. But we're talking late 70s, you know, yeah. um, and it's just one of those one of them kind of just the ragtag movies that just, you know, <laughs> you know, I will say 
successful is a relative term. I'm just looking at the box office numbers here. Bad News Bears, as a successful film, film franchise, started off with 42.3 with this movie alone, a uh, million dollars being made at the box office. $42 um, million. $42.3 wow. But that's going up against our one seed, Rocky, which made, in the same year, 1976, uh, made $156.2 million. Okay, <laughs> I tell you what. Let let's let let let's let Sylvester Stallone be Mr. Buttermaker, and I bet you the millions is just pour in just for him. That's being true. In the movie. There's star power here now. I mean, I didn't say that there wasn't. Right. <laughs> I was just saying you're success is a relative term. We're talking dollars and cents at the end of the day. Oh, that's success. Yeah. No, I mean forty two million. I wish I had forty two point three million dollars. I thought you were gonna say forty two thousand. Oh, and I would have been like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's about what it looked like when they made it. <laughs> I mean, come on. They just rolled out to yeah. a park. <laughs> Somebody broke out a camera. They start, hey, stay with your lines cut. <laughs> and they did a, they did a masterful, masterful editing job. And yeah. then they had a movie. That, that happened all in one afternoon. One afternoon, yeah. <laughs> no truth to none of what I just said. <laughs> it's just what it looked like. We'll move on. Uh, no, uh, I mean, but it is going up against one of the the one what kicked off one of the most successful film franchises in, in history in, in in Rocky the the original Rocky um so i mean that movie I mean, we all know that one it's about uh, just this ragtag dude who just ended up i guess arbitrarily getting a a shot at the title when he when uh, apollo's it was uh, about as random he he was there was no reason, rhyme or reason as to why they were picking Rocky. Oh, yeah, it was. To- it was. Oh, well. No, no, no I'm just like, he, he was looking through a book because there was no internet at this time. Yeah. And so he's looking through a book of fighters and stuff. And so he noticed his name and, oh. and he liked the Italian stallion. And that's oh, what drew yeah, him yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he was also a promoter. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's fair. But, I mean, he, there is that. But, I mean, when you're looking at just his actual fighting ability like it didn't make sense as to as to why they were picking him but that neither here nor there that's what kicked off one, one of the greatest he was a brawler it was a it was a charity fight that he the, the champion was setting because he had no other at the time he really didn't have any challengers at the time and he was trying well, to I mean, promote the guy fight. that he was gonna fight ended up getting injured right that's what happened yeah. he got hurt so they needed something to pro- they needed a hook to promote the fight yeah. so he was gonna give some underdog a chance exactly uh which in essence was based on a true story like really that that element was based like that happened in real life not okay. that it's not the movie not that yeah i know just that element of um there was a, a an underdog was given a chance to fight some champion, I, and I forgot what the champion was. It wasn't it wasn't at the heavyweight division or anything like that. But nice little tidbit there. But yeah, and <laughs> the, I, I, if I remembered correctly, I think that the underdog person won. You know, it was something like that. It was just like no, because uh, this one ended in a in a. Oh, he lost in um he lost on a split decision. Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah, because it was that slow mo. They both knock each other down but they both got back up that's rocky too oh why am i always confusing them? i don't know, I don't the, know. this is the original one he he went yeah. the distance that was his his gotcha. whole goal yes. i hope y'all <laughs> I, I know rocky, I, think, I, rocky. Think I, I just liked rocky too more uh much more action yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but rocky from a cinematic aspect yeah. was the you know this this one got all the all the accolades all the awards yeah. you know um one that laid the groundwork, you wouldn't have a Rocky Four if there wasn't a Rocky One, Not you at know, all. or a Rocky Two for that matter. But or a Rocky Three, right? <laughs> or you know, and God awful Rocky Five. Oh, you wish we didn't have that. One. <laughs> Could we please take that back and edge that out of my memory? Just, just cut that one out and just immediately put Rocky Balboa. It never right happened. <laughs> just, we're just gonna fast forward past yeah. all of that, you know. But with that being said, yeah. Um, so. He's given an opportunity, you know, to to you know fight for the championship. He doesn't want it at first, you know, because yeah. you know, like you were saying, he, what what was Rocky? He was a loan shark. Um, I mean, he was a amateur boxer on on the side, ish. Because yeah, because I'm like not sure if he was professional per se. Because he fought, he had, I mean, he had a couple of fights under his belt already. Oh, he had a bunch. Oh, okay. Like, he had a full career. Like yeah. I think he was just fighting at the amateur level, or he was it was low level. I, I it really wasn't explained what level he was on. Yeah. But 
but yeah, until he did his title defenses, I mean, we knew all over professional fights, but yeah. he had like an 80 something and something record, you know? Oh. So he had, fought a, God. he had a full, Jesus. he had a full career. And that's why I remember, I mean, you got to f- pay attention to some of the dialogue between what him and Mick was talking about. They, they alluded yeah. to him, his fighting and why would you didn't, why didn't you take me serious and yeah. train me? It was based on that type of thing. But he, I started to find out his records and stuff um, through a couple of media. One was through a video game when they actually put his record out there. Yeah. And then to find out that then the information came from like if you had to do some of some of the background, like the backstories that they didn't talk about that he actually did have a record. And yeah. and if you've seen Rocky Balboa, they actually flashed his record up then. That's true. Yeah. And that's where you seen yeah, you've seen the rest of it. He fought a man, yeah. I mean, man, they could go back in time and recast him and do a whole, you know, yeah, they they totally could continue that and do a kind of prequel, a prequel series. Yeah, before he way before Adrian or yeah. or pa, Polly and he just his complete young the why Mickey didn't take him in. At, at why the did he start fighting in yeah. the first place? You know, that, that. oh, did we just come up with something? Uh, oh, that is God. a we are putting a copyright on that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Yeah, Nobody you know steal I mean? that. That is ours. <laughs> we came up with I that mean, on the what fly. Is this, the Balboa <laughs> memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no. Yeah, but I mean, these are two like classic movies. I mean, obviously, I mean, both of them. It's funny that they both came out in '76, but I don't think Bad News Bears holds any weight against Rocky, the original, at, at all. But they both, they be, yeah, and true, because they're both classics. But one is only truly iconic. And yes, that's Rocky. So uh, we don't have to waste more time. I gave Bad News Bears is due. Yeah, I mean, listeners, you all can chime in, agree, disagree. I felt with you where you were going with that, but yeah, I had to agree with you. Or yeah. I'm just pissed off. How dare you abandon the Bad News Bears? I grew up during that time. I, I get all that. That's we 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 we're, we're embracing the feedback. So. Yeah, you know, please, please get involved. Please tell us how dumb we are. Uh and, and yeah, yeah how dare us pick one seed? <laughs> I mean, really, of course. Um, no, but yeah, I definitely think Rocky. Uh, it, it, like you said, it's it's more iconic, and, and it's one of these movies that you're. It, it like I said, it kicked off one of the greatest film franchises in, in history. Um, but moving on, we've got two of yours again here. Uh, Varsity Blues taking on Heaven Is a Playground. Uh, I mean. You definitely have to tell me what Heaven is a Playground is about again here. Okay, Heaven is a Playground was made in 1991, I want to say. Yep, 1991. It was made right on location in Chicago, right in in Cabrini Green, right on the projects, you know, know, right down in the north side of Chicago um, before they were torn down, the iconic, you know, if you don't know what the Cabrini Green projects are, if you remember the show Good Times, it's, it's the that buildings building. that they show in yeah. the um, the red buildings. They do have a white brick version of Cabrini Greens as well, but the red ones are very iconic. Yeah. You know, they kind of stand out. But those buildings don't exist anymore. But this is where that movie was made before they tore those buildings down. So, um, and within the parks that was in there and the, yeah. the little courts and stuff. But it's about a um, a a coach slash recruiter. Who has all these connections that and he can get um like the players on his team that play for him in the summer, um he hooks them up and gets them um basically um, recruited in the colleges and and get them you know kind of get them set up um for any of those who are trying to relive and find you know and um, capture their hoop dreams and so on which was <laughs> another movie that was a documentary yeah. made in Chicago based on two players you know it's just kind of interesting dude and all this was made around the same time actually so it was nineteen ninety ninety one. Yeah. Era. Man, Hoop Dreams did not make our list. It didn't. Yeah. I didn't even think about it till now, even though that was a documentary. But moving on. I think that's probably the reason why we kept it out. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we don't want to kind of get away from documentaries. Yeah. but Because, yeah. I mean, if that was the case, oh, my dance definitely right. would have been. been. been yeah, yeah. We, we can do a whole nother uh, bracket on that. That'll be our, that'll be our NAT. <laughs> Interesting. Moving on. Um, that'll be our NIT bracket. We'll, we'll do right, that right, right, <laughs> in, right, in right. a month or so. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, so um, so that's 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 what takes place. However, the the movie was supposed it didn't do so well in the box office because the star of the movie was supposed to be casted with Michael Jordan, and then he had scheduling conflicts and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, and therefore they had to settle for Bo Kimball, 
um, who is uh, actually a Chicago native, but he played, he spent his career kind of bouncing around the league. He played some years in New York. He played some years with the Clippers and, and a few other teams, but um, he did play for Loyola, you know, oh. and that was where, where he did the, um, I think he shot a free throw um, based on one of his um, his teammates who got really sick and ended up dying. Oh. Uh, I forgot the name of the I'm, I'm spacing on the name of the guy right now, but he did that in in in, in um, memory of him. So I think he shot his his free throws left handed, and he, I think he I made them. But in the game, and yeah. so it was one of those things to attribute to him. Um, that was kind of like Bo Kimball's claim to fame. And I know he looked familiar in the movie, or I could never place his face. And I was like, I seen the dude on a basketball card somewhere. And then I finally Didn't figured you say, out like who your it, teachers were. A couple of your teachers, I've no, I've, I said over t- <laughs> over the course of my um, you know, just a quick sidebar. On the course of my um, sc- um, coming up like in middle school, and, yeah, and grade grade school is what they called it back then. But um, coming up in that time, and then and then and up until my freshman year, I met two teachers on two different occasions that have have starred in um movies that was um that was um filmed in Chicago. Um, yeah. One like when I was back in. Um, the fifth grade was Wildcats with Goldie Hawn as the uh, female football coach. And that was another movie that did not make our list. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Wesley Snipes is in that movie as well as Willie Harrelson and another all-star cast of people in that in that movie. Uh, but um, my gym coach was my gym teacher was one of the um, referees in the championship games, and he had actually and he had a line at the very end. Nice and a, a little a little quick. Um, cameo and then he ran back into the field and came out of the shot and then in heaven is a playground i met a substitute teacher there was a lady who explained that she was in one of the scenes having a cocktail (laughs) as they were panning across like one of the bars in or like a restaurant fine dining restaurant in one of the uh, one of the scenes in the movie pissed her off one too many times that day (laughs) (laughs) must have been and i just some kind of way yeah in the course of my growing up in chicago i came across two you know Low level movie stars, movie star. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So small world, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But oh no, I, I got another one that I had another substitute teacher who knew um, this particular actor, and I, I I don't know the I don't know his name. But for anybody who remember the movie RoboCop, <laughs> wow, I know. I'm talking about the original one. Yeah, you know, um, there was a. I'm just I'm chopping this up so bad. <laughs> On one of the the one of the board of directors who made the decisions for like RoboCop, it was it was a black guy that was in there. And back when they showed, they had asked RoboCop like, "What do, what does he eat?" And they had it was like the little paste thing that came yeah. out. He was the one who kept tasting it, and he's like, "It tastes like baby food." You know, <laughs> it was him. His the substitute teacher was best friends with him, and he pulled out his picture and everything. Wow. Like his, that's hilarious. Show, I was like, oh my god! So yeah, I forgot about that. I had three occasions <laughs> when I was in school. So yeah, it's it, it just that's my little uh, dance with Hollywood and, yeah. and 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 being in school, living in we're Chicago. So close to being a movie star. I mean, Chicago is a booming place. You never yeah. know who you're gonna meet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All back right. to heaven to the playground. So. Michael Jordan was supposed to be the yes. the, the star, and because of scheduling scheduling conflicts, he was pulled out. This is pr- pretty much why no one heard about the movie at this point because he was supposed to. That really was going to be the draw of, of the show. It was it really based. Yeah. It was really all about having Michael Jordan in his movie, and unfortunately, I thought it was still good based on characters that they had in the movie, and who and and um. And just what it 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 just caught that essence of just summertime, it's summer vacation, basketball, no school. For some reason, I don't have to work. You know, <laughs> you know, you're still in that little pocket of time, right? Where you're not being forced to have to have a part time job. Yeah. You could just go. You know, your big the biggest thing of your day was just knowing, just basically just getting back before it got dark. You know, that was your biggest concern. Yeah. You know, and oh my goodness, that is not the world we live in today anymore. Right. That movie captures that kind of essence yeah. where it's just everything's carefree and just for this summer we can just go, you know, kick it and it's gonna be nice and yeah and yes, yeah, so, but then. You don't get Michael Jordan, you get Bo Kimball. You know, 
It's just, like I said, it's just a yeah. little bit disappointing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a little, un, you know, underwhelming in the box offices. But I thought it was still. A I actually solid... can't even find their box office numbers. They probably don't want to. They probably not to be found. So, <laughs> and I mean, and it's going up against Varsity Blues. I mean, if you want to. Yeah, and it wasn't. Transition to that. And one. it wasn't a major, major, you know, like major. Yeah, um, theaters, and it wasn't one of those, you know, just in some artist artsy theater yeah, that one showing. No, they it, but it didn't last long either. And then once it, and then, you know, of course, back in there, back in them days, you had to wait a while before they got released on on VHS. And once it finally did, it's a then, whole another process. Yo, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, it's gonna be like six, seven, eight, nine months later before it's even remotely going to be released completely again. out of mind and then you see it in a shop one day and like oh yeah i remember that exactly <laughs> and then, you know and so that was heaven as a playground it was based that was the synopsis of the movie but like i said it was really just kind of like you know recruiting street ball organized street ball um because that that's it wasn't the and one type of stuff it was like literally he ran his team like a team. Like they ran plays and all this type of stuff. So we're getting into some more street ball later in this episode. In yes, we are. Uh, yes, we are. So and then we have of course varsity blues, and I'll go quickly into that. Yeah. Um high school football. Um I I, I believe this takes place in Texas somewhere. Somewhere I think in so. I forgot the name of the team, but they were the coyotes. I know that. But I believe it takes place somewhere in Texas. I just don't know where. Texas is a very big state. Um, and it shows, it's basically showing this coach who's kind of, you know, he's trying to get this 20 something, you know, some obscene number of division championships he's trying to win. You know, that you would think in most cases that, oh man, they must be playing for the state championship, which they really wasn't. They were just trying to play for the division championship. So, uh, which tomato tomato it was just the storyline yeah. i don't really but they were trying to play for a championship you know um, it was just at the division level and he was a, ha- a ha- iconic hall of fame paced coach you know he had a statue in the, in town and everything and you know but he was a hard ass and he and none of his players really liked him and he just kept it was really about his legacy he could have cared less about the kids and he he basically used the kids for his legacy and pushing them harder than they needed to be, um, uh, you know, not really showing show false, con- false love, you know, false care, um, this false sense of that. I, I really care about you. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm here about your upbringing and your well-being. No, he used to threaten them, threaten they, they college to, um, they college, um, um, what do you call it? Their their um, recruitments, their, their their eligibilities. Yeah, he he was putting that in jeopardy. He would he would threaten his players with that. He he manipulated his players and taking cortisone shots, letting them play um play 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 hurt and injured when they you know when they shouldn't have been. He yeah. convinced them to keep playing, and you know they all silently didn't know how to deal with it, so they just kind of murmured amongst themselves. You know, and or told themselves that's kind of the complete so opposite of the Coach Carter situation and or Absolutely. the Glory Road situation, where you got guys where those are those are the differences between the different coaches yeah. that you have in, in high school. That's just a little. And then I mean, on. this one would get more into the realm of like Karate Kid and you know, um, um, Mr. Reese. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you know, uh, the Cobra Kai uh, yeah. sensei. You know, just a bad teacher. You yeah. know. Who just sets his, t- his students down a bad path? Well, in this case, he's setting them up down a bad path, yeah. you know. And where it's just Wendell Carter, the 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 the, the bell cow running back, you know, basically something popped in his knee. They was basically gonna just put a cortisone shot in his knee, and he's gonna mm. tell him to get back out there and keep running, which was in in essence, in the long run, was gonna mess up his entire career. And he was about to, you know, he was getting recruited to Grambling. You know, so he didn't care about his career. And then with that being said, his mom helped him recruit himself to Grambling, not his coach. Yeah. You know, it was a it, it dealt with all of that. It was just dealing with this high profile program that was going on. And it was all about this state championship and this coach's legacy and how to how the um students navigated through that. Yeah. That was about the best way to put that. So that's varsity <laughs> blues. And your choice, sir. Ah, unfortunately, I mean, with the budget cuts and just with the the the, the spotty casting, 
I mean, I mean, these are kind of semantics, but the, the, those were the little details that really surpassed. Because I like both of these movies almost equally for yeah. various reasons. Because they both kind of fall in that same realm of just these high school students, and, yeah. you know, just this what's next after this and type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I, I have to definitely um, lean toward Varsity Blues. Agreed. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> pretty easy there I, only because for one i've never seen heaven is a playground but it, it, even with your synopsis it's just what the things that the pitfalls that that movie had to overcome varsity blues just was was all around great movie and it it was pretty just straightforward for me to, to pick that one yeah and and surprisingly got to see an nfl star in the movie too well not a star but he was an nfl player <laughs> The guy who played Wendell Carter was actually a running back who played at Stanford and played a little time in Kansas City. Plus, when you have babyface Paul Walker in this movie, hundred percent, gotta go with that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, let's talk about the three-six matchup. Another uh, couple of of your movies here: uh, White Men Can't Jump and Above the Rim. Here, you can't jump mine. Yeah, come up here, list. Um, but. Like we said, we were going to have some more street ball to talk about, and we got two mashup, two almost identical wow. movies <laughs> going up against each other. Yes, we have street ball now. Yeah. And in both cases. So, um, White Man Can't Jump is more, you know, your two on two on the beach. Yeah. Um, Kind of, you know, street balling. And then, of course, in Above the Rim, you have this full out, just Rutgers type style tournament. You know, um, you know, and one type tournament um, that they were dealing with. And of course, they also deal with high school basketball as well. It was a little bit of both, but it, it did predominantly deal with street, you know, on, on basically out outdoors, you know, just you know, just out in the courts so out, yeah. out, out in the playground. Um, but you know, white man can't jump. Rudy Harrelson, Rusty Snipes. Like, again, like I told you, they they. When we talk about these movies where people be in multiple stuff, yeah, true. You know, they white men can't jump. They were in Money Train. They also was in Wildcats together. You know, so three movies, but yeah. know, probably a fourth one. I'm not just spacing on at this point. You know, something that they did, some crazy some offhand have. indie film that they did right, together. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> exactly. Sun Sundance fan, yeah, film film festival. <laughs> um, so you you know you got Billy Ho and um, which is Willie Harrelson's. Character, I don't even know what Wesley Snipes' name was at this point. I, I've seen the movie in a couple of years, but yeah, it's been a while. Um, but you know, it, it's basically just about, like I said, street balling, hustling. You know, you know, just hustling people on the court, making some cash. I mean, they use it was like a literal hustle. Like this was part of their earnings. Like this is how they made their living. They Character's were, name was Sidney Dean. Oh, that's right, Sidney. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, Sidney Dean. <laughs> Yes, with the goofy hats and the colorful shorts and all of that, you know, yeah, early '90s people, you know. Uh, but, this was '90s through and through. But I mean, it was a very solid for for street, you know, for for you know, playing on outdoor, you know, outside courts and just going out there, you know, you know how it used to be in the day. You just drive up on a ride up on from a bus and get out on the court and just go for it. And that's what this movie was kind of about, you know. And but it was definitely. But they were it, a lot of it was played for money, and of course it was you know some humor in there, and you know you got uh, Rosie Perez is the love interest with with um Woody Harrelson, you know in you know in in all the little pitfalls that come with that, and of course the pun of white men can't jump and that little conversation. <laughs> and, Nothing in the movie points to white men can't jump. You know it was kind of interesting. It was just kind of a just some just kind of a. A play on words, you yeah. know, a pun per se. And it was a sort of small line in there, and that's how you know, you know, Sydney took took Billy's money and it, just based on a, a basically like a sucker bet. And you would have thought he wouldn't have kept the money, but he did. He kept it. <laughs> he didn't give him the money back. He like he, he actually took his winnings. You know, which I thought was kind of crazy. You know, in in the movie, but anyhow. Um. So they 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 basically had to make a large large amount of cash at some point in the movie so they get the face on the, the two greatest you know 
tandems that's out there, which is the King and the Duck, you know, (laughs) whoever they were, which is two ex-NBA players because they were these two giants, you know, but they could play basketball really well. Um, And, you know, they find a way to defeat these two. And, of course, it's it's, it's with a dunk at the end by Billy Ho. So, obviously, he can dunk the ball all of a sudden. I I don't know how, you know, (laughs) but... You know, in the end, in the aspect of he couldn't dunk it at any other point in the movie, but you know, it, it was, but yeah, I digress. It was about street ball. Then you have above the rim, you know, you have um, Kyle, something Kyle, I forgot his, forgot his name, his name is Kyle something on, on the movie. Um, um, but he, he's, he's, uh, a, High school basketball player, star player on his team, looking to get recruited to Georgetown. Um, going going up against you know some of the rival um, schools against uh, which they was a it was a play on words, but one of the characters was named Montrose, who was supposed to be Eric Montrose, who went to North Carolina, which was a center, and this guy was not that on. The, I just think it was. <laughs> in reference to that at the time. So it was just kind of one of those things, but it was all about who was getting recruited where that yeah. was, that was the big thing. So, and of course, then his, his relations, the, 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 the character, the, the star characters relationship to, um, the people around him, like uh, how his relationship was with his mom. His mom was, he was a single, he just grew up in a single parent home and, and they had a really close relationship and he was real critical about her being there for his games and, and, you know, and then he worked out all the time and he made sure he got the practice and, you know, he was very disciplined. And then he had like a, you know, a kooky friend, which was played by Marlon Wayans, you know, and he just got out of the jail. But Bugaloo. Was it, what was his name? Bugaloo. Bugaloo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really liked him, but he was, he was cool. And, you know, and, 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 um, and, and the main character, he would, he, he looked out for him. So yeah. it was kind of one of those type of things. And, you know, it, 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 I mean, you had Leon in it, um, Bernie Mac was in it, you, yeah. you know, Tupac, you know, you know uh, what's his name? Um, is his name Wood Harrison? Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Um, if y'all don't know who that is, remember, remember the Titans, remember Creed, you know, it, it, you, you've seen the, he was, he was Julius on remember the Titans, you know? Um, so he was, um, was he strong side or was he left side? <laughs> I think he's strong side. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's strong yeah. side. He, okay. He that that's Wood Harris. You know, he was also you know, um, um, what was his name? Um, uh, he was he was Adonis's trainer. You know. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, his I, name. He was Duke's son. Yeah. I, for, I forgot Duke's last name though. That's why. I, that's why I'm spacing. But yes, <laughs> you know. It, so he you got Wood Harris, and it it was another one of those all star type cast movies. You know, they had quite a few people in there. Um. Right in the heart of New York, where it was made, you know. And then, of course, you got Leon's story, and he had dealing with his demons and stuff like that. And then, of course, they had this big tournament at the end. You know, so street ball versus street ball. I don't want to go any further because I mean, if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you haven't, go out and see it. You know, I mean, I mean, above the rim, hands down, has to be next to Shawshank Redemption. I swear, I keep saying it (laughs) has to be the two most played movies of all time on TNT networks. You know, I've never seen two movies aired as much as those two movies. So with that, I guess we got to come down to vote. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with white men can't jump just cause it's more of a classic nineties movie to me. <laughs> I, I just, just nostalgically. I remember that one more. All right. For the listeners, before I give my pick, I'm gonna give y'all a couple little tidbits and then y'all can make y'all choices at home or whatever. But in above and in white men can't jump. Um, and the, you talked about this off air. Believe it or not, Gary Payton was actually filmed in the movie. Yes. And never had a line. He was just an extra. <laughs> yeah. Why was he just an extra in the movie? Out to to the life of me is baffling. Like they didn't even get his man a cameo. Like he was just I don't know where he was in the movie. I just, it was just, it was one of these fun facts I looked up, and but he was physically in the movie. Now, for Above the Rim, Alan Payne, better known as G Money in New Jack City, or Alan Payne, the one you know from House of Payne as Cousin Calvin, yep. you know, um, he was the original choice for Kyle Watson, which is the, the lead, the lead on, um, the lead yeah, uh, guy on, um, I know it's or something, um, on Above the Rim. Um, which was played by Dwayne Martin, you know, but he, and if you nobody know what Dwayne Martin is, ex-husband of Tish Campbell, 
long, long term, long time um marriage that went on even back in the days from when Tish Campbell played and Martin and all of that good stuff. So ninety six to twenty eighteen. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Quite a long time. 22 years. Yeah. Yeah, they were together for a minute. So, so yeah. So, um, with that, now that I gave you all my wonderful fun facts, <laughs> fortunately, we're going to have to go with, uh, no, I have to go with actually above the rim. Okay. So, this one has to go down to a vote because the more I'm looking at the more. <laughs> Yeah, my choice is above the rim. So, well, with the coin flip above the rim goes through. So, <sighs> <laughs> upset special. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, honestly, like we we said earlier, these are carbon copies of each other, and, and honestly, they really were. the same movie. <laughs> I, I, it was unbelievable that these two even got matched up. I was like, are you serious? The two street <laughs> ball movies. Are, I mean, in the first round. I mean, if it was in the second round, fine. But in the first round, yeah. I'm like, come on now. Let's just break it up a little bit. All right. And now what I think is the toughest matchup of all of, of the entire bracket, uh, even going back to the first episode, I teased this. Warrior takes on, uh, as an underdog, uh, is going to take on the, the powerhouse Moneyball here. Um, the 2-7 matchup uh, to round things out. Um, and these are two just fantastically written movies. Uh, but starting out with Warrior um, as the underdog here. Uh, Warrior is based, it, it's a story about two brothers that are fighting in this fictitious, uh, what is it called, the Spartan tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, like, UFC inspired, this is at the time where UFC really just started getting actually pretty big. Uh, it's kind of, I think it was around the time of uh, Anderson Silva versus uh, Chris Weidman and everything. All of that stuff was going down, so this is honestly the height of the UFC uh, right now. Um, but I digress. It's got, um, what's his name, Tom Hardy, and uh, I can't remember the other actor's name. Uh, he's been in so many other things, too. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but the, they're two brothers that grow up in a pretty fractured home, um, and uh, the Tom Hardy's character, he, he's a wrestling champion. Um, he really is a part of like this working class stayed home. He's really true to his family. Uh, and he felt like his brother had betrayed him and, and whatnot. It's really the story about these two brothers uh, and the weird past that their lives took uh, after they, they kind of split uh, as young kids. Um, Joe Edgerton. Joe Edgerton. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and Joe Edgerton's character, he is building a family. He's doing great things for himself. But then he just finds himself uh, at a point where he still wants to fight, and he he goes to these weird back alley like Nacho Libre type <laughs> UFC events that are in these like random parking uh, parking, parking lots, lots with bars, big tents that just right. pop up out of nowhere, and he's fighting for like thirty dollars per fight uh, in these back alley fights for for no reason. He doesn't have to. He's a, he's a, he's a school teacher, I believe, uh, at the beginning of the movie and everything. So. I mean, he, he's doing just fine. Um, and so somehow uh, they both end up getting into this tournament and the, it comes down to the two of them. And it's just a very powerful story about how one is trying to reach out, try to get uh, to, trying to get back to his brother and, and really try to understand and, and mend that relationship. The other one, he's just there to just do his thing and he's being this gritty guy that just has got this callous shell over him and he's not letting anything penetrate it no matter how much he's in pain no matter how much hurt he's in emotionally or physically he just doesn't want to give up it doesn't want to give in uh until he very much so has to at the end of things um now that's warrior fantastic movie one of my favorite movies ever um very underrated very underrated movie uh, even with it being coming out during the time of the height of the UFC, this movie still really didn't it came, hit. It came out at a weird time. To me. I mean, I don't know if it was weird, but it just it kind of passed me by. Like there were so many other it. things going on at the time, and even in the sports world, like right. at this time, this was in 2011. By the way, yeah. people, so UFC just, was just taking off. Like I said, it was really mm-hmm. where like that Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva era, if anybody remembers that. Um, but then also, I mean, this is just 
this is popping off when LeBron goes to uh, Miami. Exactly. We're a couple years into that. Um, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what's happening in the NFL at this time. Uh, trying to think back what was happening in 2010, uh, but it feels like it was forever ago. Um, but the, this is Warrior. It's taking on Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball, I think, is just a, a, a story about Billy Bean, uh, GM, uh, uh, I guess a failed uh, prospect uh, taken uh, by the Mets, I believe. Um, and his kind of career fizzles out and he becomes a general manager of the uh, Oakland A's um, and how he, how he sees it where he can't really go up against these big, big businesses like the Yankees and other teams that just have endless amounts of money's being funneled, uh, endless amount of money being funneled into their organizations where he's only got $40 million. The Yankees are spending $120 million on their payroll mm -hmm. and, and they just can't really uh, even attract uh, stars to come to their team. Um, and then he just kind of flips the script on its head and decides to just completely change the way that he builds a team goes really analytic heavy uh and he finds that finds this kind of system from this weird quirk, quirky dude that's working in cleveland's uh management office uh in, in jonah hill uh and so they he steals him he actually buys him from cleveland uh to come in and, and actually uh be his uh assistant gm now so uh, and it's just the story of how they built that team uh, over a few years after losing three major stars after just uh, getting knocked out of the playoffs in a heart-wrenching uh, loss. And then how they just did everything that they can to rebuild this team that was absolute <laughs> crap into something that actually uh, actually worked. So, Your thoughts on these two movies here? Uh, well, I don't want to regurgitate too much about Warrior. I think you gave a perfect synopsis. Just for everybody who didn't know, you know, MMA. Yes. Got an MMA represent representation going on here again, which makes for an interesting matchup. Um, but it's a very well written movie. Um, Nick Nolte, like you said, um, John Hardy, Joe Edgerton, you Joe know. Joe Edgerton, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. What did yeah. I say? Joe Hardy. John, yeah, Joe. I don't know. What am I thinking? What am I saying? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and moving on. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, just an all star cast, you know. Yeah. Um, had a few other. You know, people doing a couple of um, they had a few other people with um some um cameos in there, but very well written movie. Um, uh, so it speaks for itself. Then we on the other side of the ball, Moneyball. See, this is getting into that whole draft day thing. It's all that behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff. How do you construct a team? You know, numbers wise. Now, now we're dealing with salary caps and, and the finances and. What does it take to build up build a team and put a put a put a contending uh, a competitive team out there, and old conventional style of wisdom of thinking versus you know, a, you know analytics you know and yeah. and, and extreme extreme and advanced analytics and you know fo focusing on numbers that no one else focuses on you know where where and finding value in those numbers and then how did that translate on the field and to watch how all that came together and. Another based on a true story, <laughs> you know, this actually happened. And yes, Billy Bean did start his career in, in, uh, with the Mets, but he also he moved around. He was there, actually even played with the Twins. Even yeah, doing he played the, with the Twins just before. I think that was just before he kind of called it quits, right? Right, and he was on, end. and he was on the championship team. Like he didn't, he oh. wasn't a big contributor. But yeah. He was on that team, you know. I know he was with the Diamondbacks at one point. Yeah, he, uh, he was a, quite he, a few teams. He moved around. Yeah. I think he even went back at some point. He even played for that. He's, on top of in his career, you actually played for them. So gotcha. that's probably how he was. The Yankees, or did he play for Boston? That uh, up, I don't yeah. know. I, and I don't know. That's what I was saying. He he bounced around. Yeah, but he was everywhere. <laughs> he did play with the A's at one point. Yes, so, which probably contributed to him and went it working for the A's. But but yes, um, I mean, man, it, it was, I was just blown away because just. Because it was, they took a concept and they made it work for themselves, and and it and there was some success in it. But half the movie was trying to to convince the people to for the buy in, yeah, and, and that's just the, the other part. It's part. like a large part of the movie, about a, probably forty five minutes, is him Billy Bean kind of going through his office and weeding out the guys that don't want to to buy in and fire you, like. You need a buy-in, or this is what we're doing now. It's in a, my one of my favorite scenes is when he actually brings 
Jonah Hill's character into the meeting before the before the free agency period even starts. He's like, this is how much money we have. And here's what we're doing. And he goes through what we're doing. Like, and one of the uh, old heads who is, has the old way of thinking, he has this old adage, like, got to remember this man only has to answer to God and, and the <laughs> owner. And he doesn't have to listen to any one of us. And, and just how much you could see everybody in that office just being so pissed off that he is just trying to throw out this old ad at he didn't even try to throw it out he's just trying to, to try something new because we don't literally they don't have the money to do anything right like <laughs> and, 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 and do you remember what the process was i mean do you remember what they were like really discussing the they were talking about like uh bat speed and his they just kept going they, they literally sat down they went what do you think about uh whatever name yeah and they, and they literally went all went around and just said some stupid stuff yeah oh, <laughs> just made no sense girlfriend doesn't oh, yeah. look too she's not that very attractive you know <laughs> that's his low, confidence has that's to be shot yeah. right like, <laughs> that's a real evaluated tool are you freaking serious and, and honestly that's what some of these these old heads think and mm. and, it's, and, and it's funny because i watched this uh, movie with my girlfriend just a couple of weeks ago and she just absolutely scoffed at that idea of in the like but i'm like that's seriously how some of these old guys and this is why baseball needs to change is because this, this is what people actually think this is why you see half the league never go to the playoffs yeah they just what are you doing you know and they like they they good what they what he like what Brad Pitt's character was like good body analysis. <laughs> yeah. yeah he has a good body you know he looks he looks the part what do you mean? Looks the part. What? Yeah, it, they just like I said, they they're literally going around the room, and and Brad Pitt's character says it. He's like, "You guys are literally sitting around here talking about absolutely nothing." And let's move on. Let's get some work done. What can we do? We can go get these guys who can do whatever whatever the analytics say, and and let's go get them super cheap and go go back to the playoffs. And then <laughs> I guess I'm spoiling it. They got it done. <laughs> In uh, essence, in essence, a spoiler that just happened thirty years, twenty years ago. <laughs> yes, just, just, just you Google it, people. It's, yeah, it's there. Moneyball, just the concept. Billy Bean. It, it's it's based on a true story. You know. Enough really. talking about the two movies. I mean, your pick. Who do you? Which which movie would you put through here? Can we put both? Can I we? honestly want to. I want to find out a way how we can knock out something else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take Rocky out. No, no. <laughs> I mean honestly, oh, we already got on. Rocky four. So, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, if I have to come down to one or the other, it's it just not fair. Why does white men can't jump in a bottom realm sitting there together? Exactly. Pair these these box office numbers suck. I know they suck. I wish. I mean, honestly, I we should have made the heaven is a playground. This is like you have the most comparable. You know matchups in this bracket outside of the one eight. Yeah. Even though even in the one eight, they both not two nineteen ninety movies. Yeah. They they you know they, both classics. You know yeah. Both exactly. kicked off a series a film franchise series. <laughs> you know so in essence they all kind of like just they all have similarities. You paired yeah in some kind of way. I don't know why in this West, but this West is a very weird division. So, but I have to go with Moneyball. <laughs> and I feel this is the same kind of issue that I have with the the matchup in the uh what is that the the east bracket with greatest game ever played and um major league two fantastic movies two movies that respectfully sh- honestly should be in the second round if you really just kind of look at those movies by themselves against everything else that's in the second round mm-hmm. clearly I would I would put those guys in but I have to agree with you. Moneyball does edge out Warrior uh, as, as a great, better sports movie, um, and it, it sucks. But it's just the 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 fact of the reality there. So, uh, Moneyball yeah. gets its way through. Right. And the only other thing I can see that that is as closely matched up and, and badly matched up has to be that three six right above it. That that above the rim and what? Yeah. My God, it's like the same damn movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, I would if we could, I'd take out Rudy and put in Warrior. Okay, you're gonna just stop with this Rudy. <laughs> Rudy is has advanced because Rudy is good enough to be there. Now, the fact or facing is, the Giants. 
Rudy, you're facing the Giants. Warrior Take one of those two gone. out and get Warrior in there. Warrior's out of there. Warrior should be in the second round. It's so so tragic it had to go They're in the constellation bracket now, <laughs> so they can go to be the champions of the constellation. Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. I mean, there, I don't think there's any other movie that got knocked out that even comes close. Well, Durham, what are you talking? Uh, well, about? fair, but I mean, I've, I haven't seen it, so. Young Bo- No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Start with me. Ba- Legend of Bagger Vans. Are All you right. serious? Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So that is the first round of our uh, March Madness inspired brackets here. Um, so definitely, uh, if you guys have any thoughts. Go ahead, leave them in the comments down below. Uh, again, like, rate, share, and subscribe uh, to, to the channel here and, and uh, wherever you're getting your podcast uh, so that you never miss an episode coming out. Plus, uh, make sure um, that, that you share just so that we can continue to grow, uh, become a larger community of sports fans, uh, just having a nice place where we can all get together and, and, and kind of talk crap with each other, <laughs> oh, <laughs> give yeah. each other shit, and just talk, talk sports because that's really what we want to do. Um, and outside of that, again, you can follow along with our uh, picks on uh, Twitter. It's at the underscore square pod is our uh, page there. And you can actually see the, the brackets themselves. Plus, go ahead and, and make your picks as well. We'll have a, a poll up for uh, each of the different divisions for the first round matchup to see where you guys as fan base uh, fare uh, against uh, what we picked here. Um, and we'll continue to do that throughout the, uh, the kind of length of this, uh, the length of us choosing these picks here. So, uh, well, again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good night, and we'll see you next time.